Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast, hope you're doing well, you know how it is here. Um, <laughs> I It's really hot in my room for some reason and I just wanted to let you know because I am sacrificing my body temperature to be here and to make this podcast for you. It isn't easy but I'm doing it for you. Um, just kidding, it's literally manageable, I'm totally fine. Anyways, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, it's that time of the month where I talk about the new song I released. I released a new song. It's called Everything Nothing. Check it out if you haven't. Um, I'm excited about it. It seems like people like it. Definitely my biggest release week so far, um, which is amazing. I My goal for the week was like 3,000 streams, but then I was like maybe 5,000 because like it had the little viral moment on TikTok. And right now on Sunday morning, it's at 9,000 streams, which is crazy. Thank you so much. Um, really awesome. Yeah, so today I'm just going to be talking about the making of that song. Usually when I do these episodes, I, like, see if I have anything else to talk about before I get into it. But, like, nothing has happened this week except the release. Like, I'm trying to think. I, I just, I've been watching a lot of movies recently. I did get into, like, movie watching. Um, again, I watched All Summer's End um, the other night, which was a great movie. Definitely re- recommend a little underground, underrated coming-of-age movie. It was great. Um, I watched Nomadland. I watched, um, actually, I think that was it. (laughs) I love how I said I've been watching a lot of movies and I literally watched two. Anyways, I, my patience is just so bad. Like, I can't, like, unless I'm really into the movie, I need, I can't, like, stick to it. Like, I have to be on my phone. And it's awful and I hate that about me and it's, like, very, uh, teenage of me to do that but I can't help it and you know I'm getting I'm getting better at it I just need to get into movies again um but I have a bunch of movies on my list that I want to watch that hopefully I'll get to over the summer that'll be exciting anyways that's literally all that happened I also started watching this Hulu show called I said I said Hulu like that because I literally there's so many streaming platforms I can't keep track of what is on what but I started watching I think it's on Hulu it's called Cruel Summer not the Taylor Swift song, although I know we're all thinking it. <laughs> um, it's really good. I started watching it. There's like two episodes out now. I think it's like one episode a week, um, but I love it. I always love getting into new shows. I feel like I've watched everything that exists, so every time there's a new show, I get really excited. So that's what I've been up to lately. Same old, just watching TV and YouTube and movies. That's literally my life. Ew, when I said that's literally my life, I got reminded of that song that everyone sang in middle school. Literally, my life is beaches every single night. I don't even know what that's from, but that was a bad memory. I don't know what that's from, but everyone's saying that in middle school. Anyways, I'm over that. Anyways, so Everything Nothing is out. Um, This is a song that I wrote in July. Um, So like I've said in these past uh, podcasts, me and Danny had this two-week session. Danny Ross, who produced all these songs, um, we had this two-week session in July where we recorded a bunch of these songs, Kiss You Strangers, Boy My Dream, Everything Nothing, maybe some more, I don't know, you'll see, um, and we had this two-week session, I was preparing for it, I had, like, seven songs that I was considering throughout it, I was really trying to consider which ones I wanted to make, um, and there were like a few that I was like not 100% on I was like I don't really know about these we were kind of going back and forth I was going back and forth I was playing them to everyone being like should I record this one or whatever um and so I just wasn't 100% on all of them and I was like kind of hoping deep down in July that I would write 
new songs that I liked better that we would record. And I ended up doing that. I ended up literally the night before um, our first day in the session, a Sunday night at like 9 p.m., I wrote Everything Nothing. It just came to me. I was like, I knew deep down that I was going to write a song that I liked because I just needed to. Um, and so I ended up just writing it. It came really naturally as one of those songs that just kind of wrote itself. Probably took like 20 to 30 minutes to write this song. Um, and I was so excited about it. And I just came in the next day and we, you know, I had sent him this SoundCloud of a bunch of songs. And he was like, so which one we're going to do? Which one are we going to do? And I was like, I actually ended up writing a song last night that I feel like we should do. So we scratched all of those ideas and just recorded everything, nothing that that next day, which is very, very risky of me to do. Because, you know, sometimes when I write a song, I love it immediately because you're like on this high of like, oh, I just wrote this song. It's great. But then you listen to it in a couple weeks or months later, you're like, fuck this song. It's awful. So it was very, very risky of me to do that looking back but luckily it ended up being good um this is a song that like stood out to everyone when I was setting out a bunch of these songs they were like oh I love everything nothing and that was always shocking to me because I never expected that one to be the standout track it was one of those songs that like you just don't expect to be the one that people like but you never expect what what hits you know um and I don't know, it's just kind of like a lot, a part of me was like really doubting the song before it came out. And just for months before it, I was like, I don't really know about the song. Like, is it even good? Whatever. Um, do I even want to release it? Um, but even when we were deciding on like what to do the singles, I was like, oh, I kind of like this song better. They're like, no, everything, nothing stands out. We, we, we're doing this one. Um, and I just agreed because everyone was saying we love everything, nothing. And I was like, okay, I trust you. Um, and I'm glad I did. I, I'm glad I released this one. But I don't know. I just, for some reason, I I wasn't confident about it. But, I, you know, as time went on, as, you know, I got used to it, I, I definitely, you know, I'm very proud of the song and what it became and what, you know, Danny and I made in the studio. I'm super happy with how it turned out. When I went into the studio with Danny, a lot of my goals for, like, the songs in general, I was, like, coming-of-age movie, because that's what I was watching at the time, right? Coming-of-age movie, like, uh like the scene in the movie where you're like in the rain crying and you want the girl back like that was like the vibe I wanted for the entire like project we were making um and I feel like we successfully did that with most of them uh all of them I don't know I just was like I love songs and movies that are cinematic and I love that and so that's kind of what we created um this is a song that so the song I feel like as time has gone on and I've lived with the song, I've realized that there's a lot more that I was writing about than I thought I was writing about. Like on the surface, you're like, oh, like innocent love, whatever. That's what you think. Innocent teen love, New York City vibes. Cool. But as I was like thinking about this song more, I subconsciously wrote it about so much more than that. The song actually takes you through the very beginning to the very end of a relationship. So the first verse is like the beginning of the relationship, the honeymoon phase, the like innocence, like oh, we're dead if we get caught, haha, we're gonna, we're gonna buy the Bahamas, whatever, um, so that was, like, the first verse, and then the pre is, like, I don't know if I'll miss you or hate you, like, predicting that it's gonna end, right, so, um, we're predicting that's gonna end and then the second verse is like the part of the relationship where you can feel the other person fading away you know it's gonna end soon you know that this is going south like ghost me for a couple days don't tell me why taking this moment of sweetness before it all ends we know that's gonna end um and then the bridge is like reflecting on the entire relationship like it's all already over and you're like thinking about it all right so it really I don't think that when I was writing it I was like thinking oh this is like a relationship from the beginning to its end but it kind of became that and I love that um and this was like I wrote it about a relationship I had had 
and it was kind of like oh this was the beginning this was the middle and this was the end and now I'm we're done with it this ended and now I'm like looking back on it writing this song about how it kind of collapsed (laughs) um and yeah it's interesting because it's one of those like songs that I feel like are so like you know just like nonchalant like you just listen nonchalant is that the right word I don't know probably not you listen to them and you don't think about what the meaning is you're just like yo vibes this is sick but then there's like this really deep meaning into it I don't know I feel like the um the chorus of the song is like I was kind of playing on like the cliches of of teen romance like oh kiss me in the backseat of your car oh my god we're so innocent and in love and all of that stuff and then the second part of the chorus is like but actually I have a lot of anxiety about teen romance and it kind of like makes me really nervous and I and I feel really like I feel a lot of pressure and whatever (laughs) like I I've always had this problem uh since for a while now where I like you know one don't really get teen romance because I'm like like what like I've never really had a relationship where I was like oh this is great like I love being in love as a teen whatever like I've never really experienced that so I I was kind of playing with that and also as a teenager I have always felt kind of insecure about being in a relationship because I'm like is this even real like we're teenagers like is this even valid like is this like like even when I talk about being in relationships like let's say I'm in a session and they're like oh like tell me about a relationship you've been in I feel so awkward saying like oh yeah my ex-boyfriend did this and we did that because I was like I was young I'm still very young so it almost feels like stupid for me to talk about my relationships because I'm like well was it even real am I young like so I was kind of playing on that idea in the chorus of like we're just kids we know nothing holding hands to feel something like teen love like it's stupid like no one cares it's not real even though deep down like I feel like these things are real but I just felt like that was what everyone else thought when they think about teen love like oh it's just you know they're just experimenting like it's just you know for fun all of that stuff that's kind of what the chorus is about kind of my insecurities and fears because I feel like a lot of people especially now seeing like everything on social media is like um am I supposed to be in love right now am I I supposed to be in a relationship right now like am I supposed to have what they're having in this TikTok video like what and it's just kind of like this insecurity and pressure that comes with being in love as a teen or being in a relationship as a teen like oh I need to be in a relationship like I remember in freshman year like everyone was like oh I want a boyfriend like and and they just wanted that because that's what they were seeing and that's what everyone sees and um so that's kind of what I was playing with in the chorus um yeah I don't know I'm, I'm really proud of this song and how it uh how it came together um I actually have here the original lyrics to the song. This is one of the songs that kind of changed a lot um, in the studio. This is my little journal here. I wrote it in this thingy. Um, <laughs> I handwritten, I hand wrote this song. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll write it on my phone. Sometimes I'll write it on my computer. Sometimes I'll go a little crazy, write it on, in on like on my journal. <laughs> sometimes I'll handwrite it, which is crazy. Does anyone write on paper anymore? Like what? Anyways, this is the original lyrics. Um, and I'll just go through it because a lot of it has changed I feel like um everything nothing verse one take me to your best friend's house in Tribeca you know that we're dead if we get caught and then crossed out I have a lyric that says show me all the cool shit that we stole yeah I don't like I can't even describe what this means so it was supposed I guess you know that we're dead if we get caught show me all the cool shit that we stole yeah (laughs) Well, first of all, I've never stolen anything in my life, so I don't really know where that was coming from. Um, I actually have this fear. This is like something I wanted to talk about in the podcast because I feel like it's a really weird thing that I deal with. Every time I go into a store, like 
a, a sh- you know a, a a clothing store or like a Dwayne Reed kind of place I always fear that the metal detectors are going to go off when I leave even though I've never stolen anything in my life I don't plan on doing it every time I leave if I don't buy something if I do buy something I get afraid that I, I get scared that the metal te- detectors are going to go off like falsely and then they're gonna have to look through my bag and I, I get fr- afraid that like everyone's looking at me and, and is like oh is she stealing something like what the heck like why is she leaving with nothing did she steal something did something accidentally fall in my purse that like was stolen it's never happened to me like I don't know why I have this fear but but every time I leave like an urban outfitters or something I am like so scared that the metal detectors are gonna go off for no reason I don't know why I just feel like everyone's like looking at me like thinking I'm suspicious and that's just I don't I sorry I went on that tangent I just thought that was interesting um then you say that they're off somewhere in the Bahamas I crossed out there and then said he's you said that he's off somewhere in the Bahamas I also yeah I was gonna say I spelled there wrong but I didn't <laughs> whatever I'm like grammatically correct it's crazy um you say that he's off somewhere in the Bahamas we joke okay so this line was we joke that one day that country will be ours this was a line that me and Danny debated a lot in the studio. He was like, mm, I don't know about that line. I was like, I, I mean, like, what else? Like, what else? And then I just ended up writing, we joke that soon paradise will be ours, which is so much better. Um, but yeah, I was like playing with, we joke that one day that country will be ours. Uh, um, that was like the original line that we stuck with. I actually, had, I recorded that line in the first um, in the first takes of like recording. I recorded that line and then we just recorded over it um, in the end. And then the pre, I don't know if I miss you or hate you, but you're stuck in my mind nonetheless. So the pre-chorus wasn't like originally looking to the future. It wasn't all miss you or hate you, but you'll be. It was, I don't know if I miss you or hate you. So we also changed that in the studio to be like looking into the future. So it is more of like a, you know, beginning to end kind of thing, Um, which I think was really important to the song because originally it was just, I don't know if I miss you or hate you but you'll be but you're stuck in my mind nonetheless and I don't know if I want to forgive you or hold this grudge to my death (laughs) which was another line that we cut obviously um this was a line I brought in and Danny was like yeah it's a little bit dramatic and I was like okay whatever like Danny's really good at that like I'll bring in lines and sometimes they're a little bit too much and he's like "Mm, let's make that less dramatic so that's what I did um so I don't know if I miss you or hate you. You're stuck in my mind nonetheless. I don't know if I want to forgive you or hold this grudge to my death. And then the chorus, I believe, is the same. We're just kids. We know nothing. Holding hands to feel something. Kiss me in the backseat of your car. Hold our breath till it's over. God, I can't wait to be older. How do we know everything and nothing at all? Um, I think originally I was going to do, God, I can't wait till it's over, which is kind of dramatic. So I think I just changed that. Um... And then I think it was, and we know everything and nothing at all. Like, I'm just looking at, like, the things I crossed out, which is really hard to read. My handwriting when I write songs is just all over the place. Verse 2, I guess I wrote, like, a completely different verse and then ended up just scratching it all, which happens a lot. Sometimes I'll just write something for a song, scratch it all, like, kill it all, and then just start completely over, and it usually ends up turning better. So it looks like the verse was originally, meet me by the train, make sure nobody sees ya. That's what he said to me on our 31st date. Kiss me in the parking lot of Garden State. So I don't really know. (laughs) Let's just say thank God for crossing out lyrics and starting over because it just that wasn't really a good. I mean, I don't know what I was trying to do there. 31st day is a little bit really specific. I don't really know. I mean, you know, go off. I don't know. Um, But then I ended up crossing it all out and then it changed to kiss me on the roof of the pier while the sun sets. Um, Again, when we went into the studio, 
I had all these lines that were kind of vague and Danny was like let's keep up with this like specific like location thing because I personally love that when people say like specific locations in song Phoebe Bridgers does that a lot I love it so we were like we changed it to kiss me on the Hudson Pier or take me to the Hudson Pier sorry take me to the Hudson Pier while the sun sets um which is obviously more specific and it made this more of like an ode to New York City which I love I've always wanted to write a song about New York City obviously that's where I live where I'm from so that's always been something that I've wanted to do. Um, and that's kind of what we did. Uh, Ghost me for a couple of days. Don't tell me why. Taking this moment of sweetness before it all ends. And I go back to sleeping alone at night. That was another line that Danny was like, you're 16. Let's not, <laughs> let's not say sleeping alone at night. I was like, okay, respect. I respect it. So we changed that to sour taste keeps me up at night. Um, and then the bridge. I haven't talked to you in quite a few and I'm scared to. Wondering if you regret all the things you said like I do. Um, I asked my friends how you're doing to see if you're on to anything new. And at the same time, I wish I didn't. And I'm so glad that I met you. So that bridge was like completely reconstructed. We ended up switching the second and third line, um, and cutting the fourth line. I was like really trying with this fourth line to do something that was like, I wish I didn't met you, but like, I'm glad I met you, but I couldn't phrase it in a way that like made sense. So we just ended up cutting it. And I'm so glad, again, so glad we did a lot of the things in the studio. I'm like kind of iffy on at first. And then like, you just end up realizing that it's so much better changed. So it, that's, what's really good about having another person there to kind of like, you know, make the song even better and like, just, yeah, completely take it to the next level. So we ended up cutting that line because it just didn't make sense. <laughs> I was trying something and it wasn't working. Um, so that was the original lyrics to Everything Nothing. Um, very different at first. Um, and then originally, like, I don't think we even had the change in the last chorus of, like, uh, meet me at our tree at Battery Park. Like, that wasn't a thing in the last chorus. And then we were like, let's add another, like, specific line. Um, and we were playing with that line too. We were like Riverside Park, Battery Park, like where, what park? I was looking at so many. I literally, my dad, when he came back to the studio, um, to play bass, which he plays bass on the song as well. Um, we were like both on our phones, like, oh, like what parks would sound good in this song? <laughs> we were just like looking at parks in New York City to find, and we just ended up going with Battery Park, which I love too, because I do have a lot of memories in Battery Park, just like the area near Tribeca. All of these places do really have, um, are very close to me so that was really cool that I could actually include places that weren't just like easy rhymes they actually like meant something to me um so I love that about the song that it's very personal in that sense um what else I don't know I play all the guitar in this song which is very cool it's really cool in this song to hear like all the guitar and just be like I played that that's sick um (laughs) so that was really fun um my favorite line in this song is probably the pre-chorus um I don't know if I'll miss you or hate you, but you'll be stuck in my mind nonetheless. And I don't know how it'll happen, but I know it's going to end. I love that pre. I think it's, I'm very proud of that. Um, I also really like the bridge to this song. And um, yeah, but that pre I really love. <laughs> um, that was another thing we ended up, like the pre was supposed to repeat at the second verse. And we just ended up cutting it, which happens a lot, you know, shorten the song. Because, again, people don't like songs over three minutes. We know this, and it's proven. (laughs) Unless you do, and you're amazing, then I respect you. But most of the time, people just want to hear a three-minute song and call it a day, Um, which I respect. So, what else? Um, A lot of songs, the songs that inspired this song, very, like, Bleachers, Jack Antonoff, of course. um, Like, Don't Take the Money by Bleachers. Um, 17 by Sharon Benetton. I was so into that song. That's another, like, kind of coming of age vibe um out of my league by fits and the tantrums was another song um yeah just a lot of like indie 
pop vibe that's kind of what i went for in this song um i feel like it's really cool these past three songs i released this year are completely different vibes like kissing strangers very pop like bubblegum pop like heavy whatever um boy my dream is more like folk indie uh singer songwriter everything nothing like indie pop kind of like uh yeah (laughs) i don't know i just feel like that's that's really exciting to me and the next song i'm gonna release hint hint is completely different as well so that's really exciting to me um and yeah I'm just you know I was feeling very happy when this song was out I was just like I'm so happy that I get to make music and just like release it it's just like the coolest thing ever um I love making music that's it (laughs) um yeah I feel like this song is very visual um I was kind of saying that before about like the whole like cinematic vibe I feel like especially with the specific locations you can really like feel like you're in new york city and that's i love that um there's actually a video i posted on tiktok yesterday of my dad fake reacting to this song and it's like kind of having a moment i think it has over like seventy thousand views right now <laughs> and my dad's like oh my god are we viral like it's crazy um oh 76.9 thousand um and it's obviously like a fake reaction my dad listens to all my songs he knows that i make music and it's just i think people actually think that this is a real reaction but he, he's like oh this sounds cool like is it taylor swift and <laughs> people are like oh my god he, he said you're taylor swift that's so nice i just think it's so funny that people think it's real my dad knows my music i promise um let me play some videos from the studio i let me be honest for a second i recorded a bunch these two weeks um being in the studio And I was in this phase in quarantine where I was like really not doing well face wise and hair wise and like I just didn't look my best. I think I was a little bit not mentally stable. My hair, I had just dyed it pink and I was cutting my bangs. So that's why I'm not really sharing a lot of the videos (laughs) from the studio because I think I look like I haven't showered. Like I just look not very well. So I haven't been sharing them, but I'll play a little (laughs) bit. That's just, I just want to be frank there. Like I just, I didn't feel great about how I looked in these videos. Um so let's just be honest um anyways this is like danny in the studio a bunch of like sith oh my god (laughs) a bunch of sync oh my god i can't speak a bunch of synths on his piano that was something we we aimed for a lot of like synths like the i love that This is um, me recording some vokes. You know that we're dead if we get caught. You say that he's off somewhere in the Bahamas. We joke that one day the country will be ours. So as you can hear there, the lyric was completely different. Thank God that we changed that. I mean, it's it's not that bad of a lyric. I just, it's much better the way it is now. Um. Anyways, this is my dad playing bass. Bass solo. Sloppy. 
You know what's always been so cool about bass to me is that like I feel like most people listen to a song and just don't think about the bass line, don't hear it at all. And when you just heard that, like that bass line is so sick. <laughs> like and no one even probably thought of that unless you're a bass player or a musician, but like that line is like ding, 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 ding. like that is sick. Shout out dad. He's awesome. Um love him. Anyways, that's that's everything nothing. Um I'm so happy you guys like this song. Shout out to Camilla French for doing all the photography, for making that sick canvas on Spotify. I'm obsessed with this Spotify canvas. It's so sick. Um, And thank you to Danny Ross for making this song with me. Thank you to my dad for playing bass. Thank you to all of you for streaming it. Thank you to Dominique for making the artwork. Thank you to my managers for being the freaking best. Thank you to my mom for birthing me. And thank you to my grandma and my grandpa and my other grandma for just being sick thank you not sick like 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 dope like awesome not like sick they're not sick they're healthy which I'm very happy about but I meant like oh they're dope you know they're like awesome um thank you my cousins for being the best thank you to Taylor Swift for just being you oh my god I saw a quote so I don't follow like Taylor Swift fan accounts on Twitter because I feel like people would make fun of me, but I do follow the Taylor Swift topic and I see a bunch of like Taylor Swift stuff in my Twitter feed, which I love. Thank you. Um, and there was this one thing, I guess she like wrote a note to a fan and there was like just Taylor's reminders it was called and it's like handwritten. And one of the reminders was don't compare yourself to others. You're comparing your behind the scenes to their highlight reel. Oh, I love her. Thank you. And I, and that I ended, I end this podcast with that motivational uh, quote from Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, everybody. Thank you. Thank you to Taylor Swift. Anyways, (laughs) hope you like this podcast and I will see you next time. Bye.